So welcome to Decapod, and this year we are going to be discussing all things 1995. Now, you may have heard on many a previous episode that Emma has discussed that 1995 is the greatest year of all time, and I realised why. The Power Rangers movie was released in 1995. Is this why it is the best year ever, Emma? No. Oh, okay. I'll redo this uh, this intro then, shall I? <laughs> No, leave it in. Leave it oh. in. It's good for you to be wrong about something. Well, it was a guess, so, you know, it wasn't like a statement of facts. So, you know, mm. I don't know if I was wrong, per yeah. se. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so we've uh, we've had a little sort of pre-match talk. Um, some controversy coming up, you already know, from me with the films, but we do films at the end, so we're, we're, saving, we're saving that. And, yeah. I'm just so excited to just dive straight into the musical Wonderman that is 1995. And I don't know about you, but this is this kind of what you said a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago. As the as I get older in the years, it, everything resonates with me so much more. And 95. I just know I really changed as a person in 95. So there's something that happens in the music world in 95 that I was not bothered about at all. I had it happened two years earlier, I would have been devastated. And that's quite interesting. So we'll cover that in my music choices as well. But anything sort of standing out for you? Yeah. The biggest thing that, that stands out for me was the things I've had to leave out. I mentioned the Power Rangers movie. I had to leave that out of my top 10 films. You know, and, and that was, a, I loved it at the time, but it can't get into a top 10 films when there's that many other quality film. Don't you dare squint while I'm saying this. <laughs> that many other quality films out there. The same with the music. I had to, oh, I had the big long list of songs that I, I, I noted down for this episode and begrudgingly scrawled off several of them. One of which included Robson Jerome, which actually breaks my heart. Um, so Robson Jerome didn't make it to my top 10. But then I'm sorry, I'm doing a wife reference because when I came to my list later on, she'd added more songs on that I hadn't <laughs> seen. I'm like, right now, I've got to choose from these fuckers as well. Oh, I like your wife. That's I, a brilliant thing. To yeah, do. I don't. Seriously, so it's just like made it harder, and that's the biggest thing from this year around film. I will come on to film and TV, I'm sure. TV, not so much. Film, yes, but music in particular. It was the things I had to leave out because there was. I've had this problem in other other years, but I've not had the struggle, and it's not a top ten I formed. It's just ten that I I love, and in previous years I've been able to do like. A top seven or eight and include two or three jokey ones or two or few honourable... I can't do that this year. I can't do any jokey ones. I had to take out It's Also oh Quiet by Bjork. I couldn't leave uh, that in there. Well, spoiler alert, it's okay, because it might be on mine. Oh, I didn't... Yeah! <laughs> I should have thought more along those lines and I might have been able to get, get some of them. Uh, yeah. But, well, I made you happy for like one second, but I was going, I didn't bother. I've just left a really long list and I'm going to try and mention as many of them as possible. <laughs> I feel like only one of us is taking this podcast seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he can't be here tonight. <laughs> I, I will allow this for 1995 only. 
what are you going to do if I do it again? Edit it. That's, I'm in charge of the editing. I will take it out and I will leave the worst songs that you mentioned in there. Oh, right, There'll be okay. no blur. There'll be no pulp. It'll just be Bjork and Robson and you Jerome. You said you'd take the worst songs out. Oh, no, leave the worst songs in. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Okay, I'll be good. I'll be good there. But this, like... And like having said that, I had to make it was like Sophie's choice quite a lot of this. So I also need to put like a disclaimer in. Massive Britpop fan. People are going to be screaming. There are some glaring omissions from my list, but I had to give a really overall picture. But like I said, I kind of went through a journey in 95. So there's certain sort of music <laughs> that kind of goes into me becoming but basically the person I am today. So yes, this there could is be some... traumatic. <laughs> One is particularly traumatic. Um, and <laughs> when we get to it, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite nervous about it. But um, yeah, one is a bit traumatic. But yeah, I think we've mentioned before we're going to do specials, and there's definitely going to be a Britpop special. So there's going to be mention of the missing people in that special. I don't understand how you've done this massive long list and still missed stuff. Because <laughs> it's got like, it's I've put some dross in as well, as well as like the, the solid stuff. Fair enough. Well, yeah. So how are we doing it? Do you want to do your, your 10? Well, as soon as I've you... only got 10, I might as well go first. <laughs> and I can nip to the toilet when you listen to yours off. <laughs> can I make one request? No. <laughs> What what's this request? You if can make got, the request. I can't promise it'll be granted. Can you not mention pulp? <laughs> oh, actually, you can because I bet I bet the song that you've got for them no, might be the same one I've it's got. It's fine. I can add a different one on instead of pulp. <laughs> I can put Robson and Jerome back in. Hey, pulp is removed. Oh, oh no, now I feel terrible. Robson no, and Jerome. No, it's good because pulp oh. still gets a mention. But now I get to bring in Robson's Rome. You now I, you've got a sneak peek into my top ten. Oh yeah, but like I don't know. That's gonna weigh on me heavy for a long time. That because of me, Pulp got removed from a list and replaced with Robson and Jerome. And I'm gonna have to hand in my Brit Girl, my Brit Pop Girl badge. Now I haven't told you this, but I've actually started compiling Spotify lists of our top tens of the yeah. years. So in my top 10 of 1995, there will be no pulp, but there will be Robson and Jerome. <laughs> oh, well, can't we? We can blend them, surely. Well, yeah, but that kind of ruins from the joke I've just done. Yeah, well, yeah, but um, oh, so for the me. sake of this episode, no, okay. <laughs> we can't blend them. But yes, oh. there will be. So there you go, listeners. You've got an exclusive on 1995 <laughs> that's, well, we'd record this belatedly. So you've heard it by now. But either way, there will be Spotify playlists for every year, as well as letterboxed playlist for all the films what letterboxed what's letterboxed it's the app that i sent you for ages ago <laughs> you never downloaded <laughs> oh that one no yeah, that, that one, one. Yeah. yes that that i've told yeah it's on my phone you ever see my um, things on facebook i do where i say last far watched and put a picture up on my last far watched yeah that's letterboxed Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I know that, obviously, because I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, I'm going to crack <laughs> onto my top 10 because I think that the, 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 the your top 75 
was probably <laughs> going to require a little bit of time. So I'll whiz through these. What I'm going to be interested in, actually, is to see which of these you have on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm wondering if there's any that you haven't. And if you've compiled this humongous list and some of these aren't on it, then that's going to be quite interesting. So I'll start off with the first one. Uh, and I've chosen a very specific song. I perused over for many a minute, which is Up on the Roof by Robson's Your Own. No. Which clearly is greater than Pulp because Pulp is not in my top ten, but Robson and Jerome is. So. It's not even the best Robson and Jerome song. It's one of my favourite songs. Not the Robson and Jerome version, the, the original guys whose name I've just forgotten, which is brilliant. I like that version. What were they called? I don't know. They did loads of good songs and I've completely forgotten them. Someone will be shouting at their, their, their uh, radios. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, up on the I love that song, but yes, uh, Robson and Jerome. Uh, we also have uh, uh, you'll disagree with this as well, but my favorite Simply Red song, which was Fairground. Oh, yeah, okay, well, yeah, it was it was around then, and it's it's the right year, yeah. We've got I don't know if it's Bombastic or Mr. Bombastic by Shaggy. Is that this? Oh, I felt like we'd already said that, but I think that's because. Was it Oh Carolina? Oh Carolina, yeah. Yeah, there was another one for Shaggy, but I didn't write it down. So that's that's no use to you whatsoever. I think he did one for called Summertime. <laughs> that's it. That's the one I was thinking of. Right. But I didn't put either of them on my list. I'm now getting to a slight issue and I've made that many scribbles on my notes. I can't read what I've got. I've got Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Right. So I didn't do that one, but the film that it comes from, I might have a different song. I've written it down here that I already guessed, which I think your jokey film no, is. Oh. No, no, you'll never guess it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, other, other songs that I have, uh, I'd roll with it by Oasis. <clears throat> so I don't have that Oasis song, but I do uh, have Oasis. Wonderwall? No. Okay, I also have I Would Lie For You and That's uh, The Truth by Meatloaf. Of course Meatloaf. you did, of course you did. I do not have that. On top of this, I have Scream by Michael and Janet Jackson. Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> and then I have Boom 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 by the Outier Brothers. Right. I do have this. This is my traumatic song. Can I talk about why I find it traumatic? Yes. Right. So I had dance compilation album that had this on. It had the clean version. So the clean version has got lyrics. Put your arms around me, girl, and your kisses on my face. And I thought, just for laughs, just for laughs, I'm going to look up what the (laughs) the other version is. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, dearie me. I cannot say the actual lyrics because it will make me blush. Was but it it's what? got, put your, put your naddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to play top trump slightly and I'm going to see your embarrassing boom, boom, boom story and I'm going to raise it up a level in the, I heard the clean version, like you said, because that was what was on the radio. So we were on holiday somewhere. I'm guessing it was in Wales uh, with a family holiday. And um, we'd stopped somewhere and I'd seen this, the single, the CD single. 
And I remember saying, I'm presuming it was a CD. I remember saying, I want to buy this, but I like explicit rating on. Mm. I mean, are you sure you can listen to it? My dad's like, I'm like, yeah, I've heard it on radio a lot. My dad gets it and we put it on in the car oh with my, my mum, my dad, and my sister. And of course, it's the explicit version, which, uh, yeah, it got turned off pretty quick, but I was very bright red by the end of that oh, journey. Oh, I did. Oh. I really feel for you. Was your mum like going, what's nutty? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, the annoying thing is, though, is that now I've wrote down boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. And all I can think of is Venga the boys. Venga boys. Yeah, that's the tune in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't that's like... That's probably safer. Yeah. I didn't like the original, not the original, the, the first song, which was Wiggle Wiggle, wasn't it, that did? I didn't like Don't that. Don't stop, love it, love it, love it, love it, just drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. that one. <laughs> but no, it, it was like Steam uh, from E17 that I mentioned the other week. Um, <laughs> that's filthy. It's, it's, no, inappropriate. Uh, so we've come to my final two songs, uh, which are possibly the greatest two songs from 1995. I'm You're really nervous. The... I'm Why? really nervous because it's got to be two bands in my mind, and I just know you're not going to say them. And I'm, which, I'm... which two bands are you thinking of for the greatest songs? Oh, I'm hoping songs like one song is going to be by Blur, and one song is going to be by Supergrass. Is what I'm hoping I'm going to hear. Well, if I said one by Pulp, would you be offended? A bit no. I thought they'd come off the list. Yeah, they have because it's not by any of them. Uh, the second oh. greatest song of 1995 was clearly "Caught on I Job" by Rednecks. All oh, right, so I did write it down. I did write it down. Yeah, and um, um, I found out via TikTok that song's all about um, catching VD. <laughs> it really is. It really is, and they like you break the lyrics down. If it hadn't have been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd have been married a long time ago. Is it is it like is it another Ebenezer good? Is, is it one There's of those? No, well, yeah, but about venereal disease. Yeah. Lovely. What a lovely mention. I'm so <laughs> I'm gonna take that off of my top ten and I'm gonna replace it with another song I had, which was Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Lovely. Also like a big film film for that year as well yeah i didn't like that's why i like this era i liked i loved watching music videos that had clips from films in them i just thought that was just the coolest thing ever which explains why you like robin hood so much yeah yeah because you're combining them yeah and one of the thing is when i had that on video they played the music video at the end and i used to love just Just watch uh, because one of the best. Pa- oh no, I'm just gonna get no, I'm not doing this. I was about to go off on a Robin Hood Prince of Thieves tangent, then I'm not doing that. I'm not ruining 995 for both of us. I'm not going to do it. So back on track. What's your number one song? Well, it's the greatest song of 1995 and possibly the entire 90s. Why are you pulling a face? Because it's not gonna be Britpop. Well, well it's not British. It's not oh. really pop, actually. Oh. So. Well, it's a scat man. <laughs> Are you going to do it? No. no. <laughs> I'm not doing the scat man in Yorkshire. <laughs> but just that first bit. <laughs> it's the greatest song of the... Uh, when was it? Bob? We've said that already. Oh, that might later. be up there. No, it's clearly not the greatest song of the nights, but I remember at the time I absolutely adored it. I just thought it was so much fun. 
Oh, there you go. I can't believe I forgot about that, though. I think you even sent me a screenshot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you're not as excited as I am. Well, I at least I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Still not going to? No. No. Maybe later. Maybe. But that's my top ten. Uh, as I said, the uh, I did have pulping rather than um, uh, Robson's your own. But as I said, it was just really, really difficult pulling songs out. Like I say, I'd, I'm not going to go for them all because that was my top ten and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, well, you see what comes up for mine. You never know. Yes. Right, so I'm going to start. So like I said, I did a bit of a journey in 95. So previous episodes, I mentioned Massive Take That Fan. But something happened in 95 to take that, in which they they parted ways, I believe. I believe it was 95. So I put on, although I'm questioning this now, because Never Forget came up for, for 95. So obviously, like, Robbie's, like, gone. And there's that other one where they're all on the edge of the cliff. And I'm sure that's the same year. It's 95 they split, isn't it? I'm doing a live check as we do this, yeah. but I think it was because I seem to think he left her around about the time Never Forget came out. Because isn't that the one where they were dancing in front of a taxi in the rain? I think they did that in quite a few of the videos, but yes. Because but, it um, were all black and white. And I remember he'd gone skinhead at that point, which would have been around about the time it was hanging about Oasis. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't picking a fight with Liam at the um, at the Brits as well. Okay, cool. So, so that, but I did not give a shit. So, like I said, if that had happened two years earlier when I was a bit younger, I would have been devastated about that. And I remember there was just one girl in our class at school that was in tears, and we were all like, "Oh my god, you absolute loser! Like, who cares? Let's go shag Damon Albarn instead." That's all we wanted to do. So that just kind of really resonated with me. Where it was just that I changed dramatically as a person. I was really like proper Kevin teenager about that wearing eyeliner and just thinking I was amazing uh, uh the live research has revealed that it was indeed 1995 and I I'm going to give I'm going to interject and give my very very quick Robbie Williams story because he was an inspiration to me in without kind of realizing it at the time because when he left I think it was when he released the the cover of that George Michael song Freedom um someone asked him about leaving and one of the comments he made was I didn't sign up to be one of Gary Barlow's backing singers, mm. but I would have done. And that, even from that young age, resonated with me. It's like, it was almost like he would have settled for less yeah. if he'd been offered it, but he didn't. He wanted this, and when he didn't get that, he went on to bigger and better things. And that's, you know, even now that stuck in my head, like 25, 30 years later, whatever it is, and it's, I find that really, really, really motivating. I didn't sign up to be one of Gary Barlow's backing singers, but I would have done. I think it's really, really mm. telling I like that. So I'm going to now go in with a, it's going to sound like not story beaten, but you're going to roll your eyes. Cause when I went to see them live, when when they did the tour, when they all came back, so it would have been in around 2011. So they did the tour. I think it was called progress and it, but they got Robbie back for it. And I was like, I'm in, I'm going, I'm going to be, 12 13 again um, and I went with my now ex-husband and it was the first gig we ever went to and obviously um, never forget there's a very specific thing you do when they sing never forget what do you have to do you have to put your arms in the air like that 
We're in Villa Park, and it and granted, it's just full of drunken <laughs> single mums who I now very much identify with, who are out for the night, and everyone's going, "Never forget where you're coming from." And the only person in the whole bloody place that's not doing the arms is my ex-husband, and. We were still in that phase of being really, really nice to each other. But I like literally, I turned to him and went, do the arms. <laughs> like really worthy, just like, you know, like shakily putting his arms in the air then. Because I was just like, this is amazing. This is like, and it is one of the most amazing shows I've ever been to see. I stand by that comment as well. But uh, yeah, that song always makes me think of me through gritty so do the arms. How much of you enjoying that concert was uh, because it was at the football stadium, Villa Park? Zero. I couldn't okay. have given any kind of crap that it was at the football park. I know what you love of football, football is. Park. That, so. Is it yeah. called a football park? No. It is now. That's what we now call them, the football parks, where they kick that thing about. Yeah, your little football parks um, that you like to go to. So, yeah, so I've got that one. And then, like I said, just, I can I can see my form room and everything. I could see the day this, but I could see the girl crying and everything. So that always really places me. Right. So I already kind of mentioned it. So I'm going to go in with Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. That is the other song from Batman Forever. Bloody love that song. That's a sexy song, man. You're shaking your head, but that is a sexy song. And that Dislike was when that you... song. Oh, well, it was when you two were still all right like nobody had discovered Bono was a knobhead by then (laughs) so it's like I still like think they could do no wrong in those days so and I love the video to that as well it's all cartoony isn't it like obviously to look like a comic book because of the film it belongs to so really have a question I have a question why is Bono a knobhead what makes him a knobhead (sighs) it's a bit he kind of went down that kind of I'm a pop star or a rock star, I can say what I want. And he just started getting really outspoken about stuff. He went a little bit Morrissey. And you kind of feel for the other guys in the band who's so well behaved. You just know the edge is just like, for fuck's sake, just shut up. We were on to a bit. I just want, and I think he's just like, I just want to make music. I just want to go and be a rock god. And you are ruining it for the rest of us. They are another one of my favourite guest appearances on The Simpsons as well. And my favourite bit is they're on the plane going back to Dublin and um, Adam Clayton goes, look guys, look what I got, a spoon. (laughs) Collect spoons everywhere they go. I just thought that was a great piss take. I've actually got a a massive collection of spoons in this room as we talk. (laughs) I well, well then the next video like Bono goes, Can I see it? Sure, and then he throws it, lobs it down the plane, and it hits Mr. Burns on the head. Probably know that episode of The Simpsons a bit too well. Right. So yeah, so that one I think that's a very sexy song. Also gonna call it, I don't know how to pronounce this next song, but it was one of those things where advertising was so important. So I'm gonna say, and I'm so sorry, Goigloin, Goigloin. <laughs> and it was used. On the Guinness advert where Guinness used to say it's like really worth waiting for. And it's that song. Oh, you finally recognize. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't recognize the name. I recognize the tune. (laughs) And it was that guy doing the dance behind the pine. And the advert was so prominent that 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 song then went into the charts. And I always remember it was on my Top of the Pops album that I had that year. So I wanted to sort of give that a little call out. Same album, Crush with Eyeliner by R.E.M. Another very sexy song. Like, I, it's just, I, I absolutely love REM anyway, but that is so different to most of it. It's got that really cool. 
it's it's so rocky and heavy and i really love that song so that needs to call that i love singing along to that one it's like i know you i think he even says she's a sad tomato (laughs) i might have the lyric wrong (laughs) i'm getting hyper (laughs) oh my concern here is because I was looking into this the other day about what music we're actually allowed to put on podcasts. And I thought, I wonder if I can like sample some stuff. And it says no, because the big record label will take your podcast down. And, and you know, they'd obviously notice this podcast straight away with it being yeah. the behemoth that it is. My concern is that your renditions are so accurate <laughs> that, like, I don't know, Spotify, whatever, is going to just, it's going to flag up as being the actual song. <laughs> well, it's a risk we have to take. You can't, I can't keep my art down. I'm sorry. I just, I have to express myself. It is what it is. So <laughs> another song from this year and this band, they hadn't had anything out for quite some time, but Free as a Bird by the Beatles and um, was out in 95. And that's another one. It was like a really good year for epic videos because that video is brilliant because that's literally nearly all the Beatles songs in one video. Um, and I always remember we had our form tutor at the time. She was absolute bitch, but she was a scouser and she loved the Beatles. And like we did a lesson where she just played that video just so she could show us all that she knew all the Beatles songs and where they featured in that video. So that always reminds me of that. And do you I know, feel, like, sorry, I feel like I should clarify not all scousers are bitches. <laughs> No, just my form tutor. I absolutely, yes. I hated her. She hated me, and it was made very clear on both of our parts. And I've never been so relieved. I've gone into talky talky mode. Never been so relieved to leave, to sort of leave a teacher behind as her. But interesting fact about Free as a Bird. Do you know like the spooky thing that there is at the end of that song? No. So when they were doing the um, like the post production bits and they're putting it all together they were messing about and they played something backwards and then what it got was um that's john lennon um uh, saying made by john lennon and it's at the very end where there's like a guy on a ukulele and you can hear you just hear that in the background they listen to that it's quite spooky you like spooky things <laughs> it's pure horror <laughs> what the fuck is going on seriously you didn't drink him before this. We said we were going to save as as drunk special for like Patreon or something. Is this just what Britpop does to you? It get, bring back out this shit Terry impressions. You're going to do it. You've got to put your Archer twang on it. I know. I try. I try. That was very... Um, I didn't plan that. So, <laughs> pure horror. Uh, right. I don't think I say H when I say horror. Do I? Horror. Aura, yeah, there's no H in it, aura. Pure aura. Right, okay. I'll, I'll, next week, next week I'll perfect it. Uh, right, I'll you, get... You don't need so it's fine. Oh. We're okay if you don't. <laughs> don't. Don't, you don't want me to revisit it, that's fine. Okay, right, so also No More I Love You's Annie Lennox. Um, I just remember that I had that Medusa album and I loved the album. But it was really good because it's basically, I think apart from that one, it's just an album of covers. And I remember being really hurt to find out that Annie Lennox didn't just do original stuff and it and it was a bit like oh okay right so big hitters the brit pop boys and girls so um sleeper 
what do I do now? Just love sleep. I mean, um, Louise from Sleeper awakened a lot of people and knows she's a lot of boys crushers from the time and a lot of girls crushers like very, very sexy lady. I've also got, I'm going to go with the girlies first. So we've got Elastica as well and Waking Up. That's a great, like Elastica is such a cool little band and a lot of their songs are under like three minutes long. So they're just like really cool little short songs. And I didn't realise till a lot later that she was basically a love triangle because she was with Brett from Suede, just kind of like buggered off to Damon and basically went where she obviously saw like, you know, the fame going and things like that. So she's, I always really loved her. And then I found that and it's tainted her for me. So then we move on to garbage, which is anything but garbage. And only happy when it rains. I went for that one. Yeah, I've just it, you don't speak now, do you? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, I'm letting you enjoy yourself because you're clearly having the time of your life right now. Right? <laughs> I haven't seen you this happy ever. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> but it's like the last two. I know garbage, but the two prior bands to that, I ain't got a clue who they are. And oh, well, I think would you like me to sing one of the songs? No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I think it's reinforcing in my brain how, and I can't stress this enough, right, how uncool I was at this <laughs> stage in my life. Like, genuinely, I had no friends and I had no taste, right? And I can't emphasise that enough. And I didn't know, I don't know who these people are. It's just random words that you seem to me right now. All right, so did you watch Trigger Happy TV? Oh, it rings a bell. Uh, what was Trigger so, Happy TV? Uh, it was Dom Jolly, where yes. we get the massive phone. You remember yes. the theme song? No. Well, that was that was Elastica. Right. I know Garbage. I liked Garbage. Yeah, I love um, that album, Garbage, as well, is a very important album to me. And all of the girls at school, like anybody that had a slight thing, he always wanted to be able to sing Milk, like as well as they possibly could. But yeah, it wasn't released this year, so I can't, can't, that might get mentioned next Next episode. So for Oasis, so there's obviously there's that massive battle of the bands for Blur versus Oasis. Blur won. But the Oasis song I wanted to choose was Whatever because it's it's just brilliant. And I really go off songs that are like huge, hugely massive. So when you're going Wonderwall, I was like, no, because that's what everybody would say. So I'm going with um, Whatever. But I have gone for a fairly big song for Blur. So I've gone for Country House because I think it was Country House where they won that kind of battle of the bands to get number one. That was a really, really exciting charts week. That I, It was just who was going to get it. Nobody knew until like three minutes to seven on that Sunday. Fun fact, uh, like it's another one of my. So um, there's a there's a recording studio about three miles from where I grew up, um, and Damon Albarn's got family in there. And one of my biggest regrets is um, there was a girl at school who used to have the most amazing house parties, and I didn't go to one. And Damon Albarn's cousin was there. And everybody was just trying to cop off with him, apparently. I think he don't think anybody was successful. That would have made me sick to my actual whatevers. But yeah, that's my most probably my that's oh, really no, no, His cousin. Yeah. They were trying to cop off with his cousin. Yeah. So not Damon Alban. No. His cousin. Yeah. I don't get why you would be envious well, the age, of that. Well, the age was a bit less problematic. <laughs> Because his cousin was closer to our age. I think a load of 14-year-olds trying to cop off with David Albarn might have got him the wrong kind of press. Yeah, maybe. I don't get the whole 
his cousin thing. There's a link. It's a yeah, link, but isn't it? It's his cousin. It's not like his twin brother. Well, no, but it's still it's a bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of future generations. Is that what it is? It counts. It 100 yeah. counts. Right. So my final song that I want to mention isn't Robson and Jerome. <laughs> it's the best band of all time. It is Pulp. But again, I'm not going for Disco 2000. I'm not going for Common People. I'm going for Miss Shapes because it's the first song on the album, Different Class, and the lyrics to that song pretty much summed up a lot of my life and I just I loved it from that first song I just fell in love with that band what they're all about and that's if I could you know that whole desert island thing if I could only take one album I would have no problem with taking different class in fact there's been eras where it has been the only album I've, I've pretty much listened to love it love it love it love it and I love him and yeah, and I did. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so that was your top 10, was it? Oh, are you just being smug? Be- oh, no, I've missed someone. I've missed something because there's another important. So Pulp's still top spot. Pulp's still top spot. But a very close second is Supergrass. And I've got like that terrible first album of mine but the second album I think I went out and bought and really it was I Should Coco by Supergrass and um, so I did have All Right written down for Supergrass I begrudgingly put that because All Right does not sum up Supergrass at all as a band it's so ding dee 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 and they're not like that they're much heavier and they're like a proper cool rock band so Supergrass I'm so sorry that I forgot to mention you oh and Bjork it's so so quiet <laughs> And that's an amazing song, right? I was re-listening to it the other day for this show. <laughs> she's such an inspiration. I absolutely. She just does what she wants. Like she went to an. She went to one of the Brit. I think it was the Brit Awards, or it might have been a film awards. And she was dressed all feathery, and she laid an egg. She just laid an egg on the red carpet. Just Bjork. Just Bjork just doesn't care. But I love that one. It's like this proper old like a show tune and it's and again the video is amazing just so much fun and that's a brilliant song to sing in the shower right i'm done i'm done and that ladies and gentlemen is the least you will ever hear me talk on this podcast although i am genuinely looking forward to the uh the brit pop special we do where i can just sit here <laughs> it's gonna be awesome but I agree with what you're saying, though. It, it, it was a great year. I mean, I tend not to just associate to that year. I think of it as like a, a span, a time span. Uh, I can see why you're pinpointing 1995, but I view it as a time span. And I'm, I think I'm, I'm the opposite to you in that when I hear a song like Wonderwall for Oasis and then it gets massive, I go the opposite. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not alone in liking this one. I'm one of the cool kids now. I don't like oh. even more because it's it's got more popular. So I think I'm the opposite to you in that sense. That's okay. Still disappointed you didn't have Scatman John in your list. Well, uh, it's not good enough. <laughs> Sorry, that slipped out. I didn't mean it. That's what she said. What I will say is that, that my meatloaf song, I'd lie if you and that's the truth, that is the last meatloaf song that will from 1995 onwards. Yep, there'll be 80s, probably 70s, but nothing else from 95 onwards now, Meat Love Fires, which is 
It's quite sad. Also, there'll be nothing else Scatman John-wise, which is quite <laughs> sad. Oh, my God. All the people I'm never going to mention again. There'll be no more Robson and Jerome. There'll be no Altier Brothers. There'll be no more Simply Red. There'll be no more Shaggy. We won't mention Bjork again. Yeah, we will. I won't mention Bjork. I will. Well, whatever. Scatman John. Take that, although no, they do split up in 1996, so take that may get a mention next year. I thought we concurred it was 95. No, Robbie left in oh, 95. Oh, Robbie left in 95, in 96, right. yeah. okay. So um, but, there's a lot of people that we're not going to talk about. But there's, but I will be able to talk about Pulp, Blur, Oasis, Supergrass, Sleeper, <laughs> and some notable bands that people are going to be very upset I haven't mentioned as well. Well, there will be a, a special show just about those bands, so we don't mm-hmm. need to worry. Find a way to sneak the music. You just do your music and little renditions again, and then we're all good. <sighs> is there anything else? I mean, I'm sure there is, but is there anything else today, <laughs> now, that you would like to speak about regarding the music from 1995? I think it's best that I don't. I'm quite hot now. <laughs> I did quite a lot of jigging. <laughs> yeah. This one is going to be released as a video form as well. <laughs> oh dear me! Um, do you want me to? Do you want me to bring it down by mentioning the deaths? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, let's do that. Now we're all happy. Let's bring the deaths in. Right, just three to mention. More but... than three people died in 1995. I'm fairly <laughs> yeah, certain of it. People that I thought you and I would recognise as names. That's fair. Yeah, although you know that nine times out of ten I don't recognise these people. Yeah. Well, let's just let's just shoot through. Um, Harold Wilson. He was a prime minister. <laughs> yeah. Did you know for years I used to think prime minister was one word? Oh. I didn't okay. think it was a prime minister. I assumed it was prime minister. Like Optimus yeah. Prime. Well, no, that's two words, but prime minister. So there you go. Well, you could, um, if you use it enough, you could get it changed in the dictionary. So that could be that could be something for us to try and get out there. It's got it no connection to this podcast whatsoever. But I'm writing it down: Decapod goals. <laughs> Prince, Prime Minister, Prime Minister, Sir Prime Minister, Prime Minister. Cool. Okay, got Elizabeth Montgomery. I don't think I know who that is. Right. So, TV show Bewitched. Yes. Samantha the Witch. Oh. Yeah, and this one, this one might hurt. Donald Pleasance. Oh, I like yeah. Donald Pleasance. And thought you might because of the whole Halloween. Is it Donald Halloween? Pleasance. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay, but then let's boost you up. Let's just shoot out three 1995 babies. <laughs> I mean, that's how you need to introduce a section every time now because that amused me. Give me three 1995 babies, Emma. We got Post Malone. Ooh. Totally know who he is. No. <laughs> I vaguely recognise the name. I think this is where the births probably starts to teeter off a bit because not going to know who anyone is soon. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, when you first said it, I thought Bugsy Malone, but that's not who you mean, is it? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Um, Dua Lipa. Who? Is also a name that I think is current right now. I, so I, I want to just... say singer. You've just found people that were born and thought they sound familiar. I'm going to well, say they, that person. They had pictures next to them, which oh, made right. me think okay. <laughs> they'd done something with their lives. And Kendall Jenner. Yes, because that's someone that was on the Kardashians. Yeah, wasn't it? it's got something to do with that. It's got something to do with all that business. There you go. Births and deaths. All done. 
Well, the deaths did bring me down slightly. The births didn't raise me <laughs> up at all. I've got, I've got three events. Let's save the events of between TV and film because I okay. think that TV is going to drag me down a little bit. Okay. Because I've also got the uh, the the, the fa- everyone's favorite feature. I've got the the wrestling news to come as well. Oh, can we get that out of the way? <laughs> no, we'll save that. I will mention uh, because we, we this show has fans, as we know. We've got the Magnificent Seven. We've got the Mighty Morphin Decker Rangers. Our lobsters. Our lobsters. Our lobsters. Right. Uh, and we've got loads of Black Fern Rovers fans. I mean, by loads, I think there's two. two, but they're the only ones that talk <laughs> about it. So it's only right that we give a shout out to Blackburn Rovers who won the Premiership, as it was called at the time, the Premiership in this year. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's a fair point. Yeah. So uh, well done, the Blackburn Rovers, mm-hmm. who play I'm amazed, Ewood Park. I'm amazed that those two don't like know each other because surely, like with the six of them, they get to know each other week on week. No, no, oh, right. Okay. You can't do the football joke if you don't know about football because there are thousands <laughs> of Blackburn Rovers fans. That joke is doesn't it? work. Yeah, there is are lots it? of them. Are they a big team? Well, they were. They're in championship now, I think, and they're not doing brilliantly, but they still have thousands of people that turn up every week. Thousands. Thousands. Definitely thousands. I'd hazard a guess tens of thousands. All right. All right. I rescind my comment. But yeah, there you go. I don't know if they're still owned by the Venkis. The who? The Venkis. They're an Indian company that bought them and then made them get relegated and had all these crazy ideas. I don't know if there's people going to be shouting at this now for all I kinds am. of different reasons. <laughs> move on. Move on. I didn't come here to listen to this much football talk. No, I can't believe I instigated it. I'm annoyed at myself, if I'm honest. Right, TV. <laughs> I've got quite a nice little... I haven't got 10, but I've got a little list for TV. Oh, see, I've got 10. (laughs) But is it like, just because you're like, oh, I kind of got to have 10, or is it 10 that you genuinely like? No, I mean, there's... uh, Look, I think most of my 10, I probably wouldn't take time to go and watch again. But at the time, I was fond of them. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of really, really good ones here. Do you want to do you want to do your list first? Because you've yeah. got less than me. Like I had less than you on the the music <laughs> side, but it would have been hard not to. So, <laughs> so I went with the first one. I just right. I'm making sure I'm looking dead at you when I say this because I want to see how much you cringe when I say it. <laughs> oh, Doctor Beeching. No, no, no. So you remember Heidi High? Well, I, I know of Heidi High. I never watched Heidi High. Oh, so like the cast for Heidi High, but in a train station. None of this means anything to me. Okay, right, let's move it. Well, you you can tell the listeners. The listeners might be interested in Dr. Beeching. Yeah, so basically it's the the scenario or the situation for the sitcom is it's Dr. Beeching is obviously the person that, I shouldn't say obviously, it's a naughty word to use, is the person who shut a lot of the railways down and kind of, blocked off why are you making a note <laughs> i'm making a note because you remember before when i said that uh I, I didn't realize for years that prime it was prime minister i've just realized what the city stands for in sitcom <laughs> this isn't just like an entertainment podcast it's education as well i've learned well i'm presuming that city stands for situation yeah i didn't know that i just thought Aww. it was like a word like prime minister was a sitcom i thought it was one word 
Well, it's probably become a word in its own right now, but yeah, situation comedy. Yeah, so this this situation was Dr. Beach in Shutdown. And yeah, it is literally, they lifted the cash from Heidi. I so Sue Pollard, the guy that played Ted, the big tall and the big tall, all those, all those guys uh, that, it, and they probably did the same kind of Heidi High jokes that they did back in the 70s or 80s. It just reminded me of, I remember it being on, I used to love Heidi High and I liked, I liked that as well. It would probably be terrible if people watched it now. So I'll move on to a better comedy, which is another one I absolutely did really love this, Thin Blue Line. That's like, on my list. I absolutely loved the Thin Blue Line. And I, I, the one I liked the best was the guy who was the detective and he was always going, hoi, I loved all his rants that he would have. It's it's just a brilliant cast. I can't think of anybody in that cast that isn't brilliant at the character they play. I really enjoyed that, but I reckon if I watched it again now, I'd hate it. Oh, I don't. I well, again, because it's that style of comedy has just been pushed pushed away. But which is interesting. So then, if I name another comedy that um was mentioned in the group you could still watch this one and it is still hilarious and that's father ted 100 uh loved it at the time brilliant now still it's just so good it's so tragic that he died because it probably would have gone on at least it wouldn't be going now i don't think but it would have gone on for another good couple of series there was no signs of that waning i don't think but see for me the difference between them two I think the thin blue line was silly. And I know Father Ted was silly at times, you know. Ah, go on. You know, mm. it's it's silly, but it's also that there's like comedy in it, there's jokes, mm. there's funniness, um, and satire and all that kind of stuff. But I think that the thin blue line was just silly, which I think is why Father Ted holds up now. I think that's why Bottom holds up now and, mm. and stuff like that. And even men behaving badly, although that went sillier as it went along, it was it's it felt like comedy, whereas Thin Blue Line and and even we spoke before about the British Empire mm. silliness. And I think that the, the the comedy ones persevere. I know that's the wrong word, but you know, still mm. still go strong to this day. Yeah, I think as well. I, then it was before you were taking shows like that live. Apart from, I mean, Bottom was like the the forerunner for doing that. But I could imagine going to watch Father Ted live. And that being an amazing show to go and see as well. And maybe that's the difference. Don't know. But yeah, it's just brilliant. Uh, my favourite, I think my favourite episode is Speed uh, <laughs> on the Milk Float. Oh, but I do also like the, um, I like the Victor Meldrew one as well. The Richard Wilson one, um, I don't believe it. That's, oh, it's just, it's just got that brilliant kind of the same recurring joke than a big kind of crescendo-y sort of ending for most of them yep so i've got that one and uh, they think it's all over i've got down for 95 and yeah I, it's really weird i hate sport but i love that show i can't i don't really want to talk about a couple of the people on it because they're quite problematic people at the minute so i don't want to say their names but i now did. i want to now i want to <laughs> but I, I i really love the people in that show um and i think that gary lineker can kind of thank that show for sort of developing him as more of a personality. I know the joke was always that he didn't have a personality, but I think that helped him for match of the day. How do I know all this? We just <laughs> this is it's, it's you with your brick pop and your football. It's just brilliant. Um, you know. 
I am I am intrigued though because I know one person on there that is, as you delicately put it, problematic. But I, I don't know the second. He said there were a couple. Well, one one half no hair. Yeah. Was that the one you meant? Yes. One had plenty of hair. But lots of them had hair. Well, yeah, but one had scrunchy, curly. What's beards. he done? I, I think um, criminal offence. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. So the other one I don't think is a criminal, he's just a wanker. And I'm gutted because I used to love his stand up. Yeah. I mean, I a couple of years ago, I, I think it was in a charity shop somewhere, I found, um, I think it's all over DVD, like the best of. And it was hilarious. Still mm. watching that now. It was just funny. It, it was, I suppose it was the uh, the original, what's probably our current favourite TV programme. It was the, the original version of A League of Their Own. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I think you're right right now. I can't stand The League of Their Own. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, I had that one. Um, just, uh, yeah, just good. It was just panels. You know, it's the birth of panel shows, really, isn't it? And I, I don't really know why that one, I mean, they're bringing back Buzzcocks, so who knows? They could bring back that, I reckon. Right, I've also got, uh, this one surprised me for starting. I thought this was a, probably a good couple of years later than this, but it's when Alex starts. Mm. Um, and I remember being so excited. I was with it, and I loved it. Um, I loved the fact that it was Beryl, Beryl the car that looked like a mouse, Jambo, you know, like Will Meller and stuff like that. And everybody fancied Jeremy Edwards. And I was really, really into Hollyoaks. Never watched it. I'm going to jump in there because you've mentioned the soap and we haven't spoke about Neighbours or Home and Away for ages on this show. Have you done some Because I did think maybe I should check in on them both to just see what was happening. And then I don't know why I just didn't bother, but I will make an action to do that for 96 unless you've done that for this episode no i just suddenly realized <laughs> yeah. I it. what i can do if you want because i don't think i've recited this one uh is i can tell you my home and away slash wedding story yeah go for okay. it now home and away you know the theme tune for home and away mm-hmm. right, okay well when i had my wedding i had to deliver like a speech a rousing yes. speech and i searched for ages for for poetry and all this kind of stuff, and couldn't find it, so I recited the Home and Away lyrics, not in like a in like a song, like actual words. Like, you know, we belong together. You and I, forever and ever. Well, like that, the whole <laughs> lyrics, and it was only when I got to the very end when it I said, <laughs> "With you each day." Home underwear, and everyone burst out laughing when then they clicked on it. But um, but yes, that's my uh my home underwear slash wedding story. So yeah, we don't need a neighbor's home underwear fix this week because I've just given you it. I love that, but I wouldn't have been able to not sing it. Like oh, I was hard. To... Yeah, really, really <laughs> hard. Able to get into hold me in your arms, <laughs> I would not be able to speak that. But that's impressive. Um, well, well there's two impressive things. Firstly, the fact that I didn't sing it. Secondly, the fact I didn't have it written down. I was able to recite it from memory. Amazing. Yep. My respect. My respect for you is already high. It's just it's just gone up a bit. You know we're recording this, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're you... gonna clip that. Yeah. <laughs> um but no, I think we need to do the neighbours and home and we need to do the Australian soap special for the 90s. Oh yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah, like it, but I will do. I'll do a little check in. I'll see if Toadfish is in yet. 
I'm sure he must be by like 95. I think might be some notable deaths and disappearances as well. So yeah, I'll do a little check in, but I like that idea. Australian soaps special. Did you ever watch any English soaps? Because we've not mentioned any. I did. I I used to love both Coronation Street and EastEnders. So yeah, again, could do a soap special, I guess. Um, what? You said both as if there was only two. What about the mightiest English soap of all time? The third one. Um, Emmerdale? Farm. Yeah. No, it's not Emmerdale Farm. <laughs> the, oh, I can do my life. They took the farm out so they could fit more, <laughs> more story into it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Bottom reference, whatever. But now it's the greatest soap of all time. They get to herd sheep and everything. Boring. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of I think. I watched them when I was younger, but I soon grew out of it. I like the bill though. I spent years watching the bill. Uh, and they're bringing that back, aren't they? So with lots of the original. Yeah. That's exciting. So yeah. now I've what have I got this year? I've got the Matrix and I've got the bill. <laughs> this is brilliant. But even better, I think it's got at least three original. I think June, red. You can't be in it. <laughs> You've got to be in a home by now, surely. I think she is. With Let's that. get her on. Let's get her on, sure. <laughs> but yeah, the bill's coming back. That's um, my night. Oh, well, lovely. Uh, right. So I've only got two more to sort of mention. And one, I like wrote it down because I can't remember anything about the show. But when I saw it listed, I went, oh, <laughs> that. So along the ready, steady cook thing, they must have been like, right, need more cookery shows. Can't cook, won't cook. I was like, I can't remember what happened in it, but I know I watched it. I had exactly the same thing because I I managed to get 11 TV shows and that was the one I left out. <laughs> and the reason I left out was because I cannot remember it. I know, I think Ainsley Harriet hosted it with yeah. his massive tongue again, but <laughs> I cannot, I remember the, the name of it, but as soon as I think of it, my brain goes to Ready, Steady, Cook. But it wasn't ready, said he cook. <laughs> it was can't cook, won't cook. But what the fuck was it? <laughs> I'm so glad it wasn't just me. I do think that's where he got Susie Salt and Percy Pepper. I think that's where that got into the mainstream. That but that's well. about it. But yeah, <laughs> that's all I remember. All right, a bit of homework. Let's try and find an episode on YouTube or something and just see what the hell happened on can't cook, won't cook. Because I'm sure at some point somebody did cook. That must have happened. Right. The last show I'm going to mention because it was noted for starting in this year. <laughs> it's one of those where I just don't do myself any favours, but I think it needs to be mentioned because it's a Titan is soccer AM. The, the less said, the better. I think you're just doing the, the soccer fans proud, <laughs> the, the football fans proud on this show. I don't need to bring these sporting references anymore because you're doing it for me. You can do the wrestling section if you want. Oh, I don't think you want me to do that. I like Tim Lovejoy. I, I just, I just think that's, I think that's a good fun show. And am, I, am I getting mixed up? Want Tim Lovejoy that that DJ? Oh no, Tim Westwood. <laughs> well, Tim Lovejoy's now um, on the Sunday Sunday Kitchen Sunday Lunch program right. on Channel Four. Yeah, but I just liked it. I like it's really weird. I, I genuinely do not like football, but I like the silliness. Like I like when the fans go in and they have to try and score a goal. And I just like and I think it's kind of got that almost that TFI Friday silly. It's lad culture that's in its prime. And it's really weird to say that as a as a woman, but 
I quite liked all that kind of no, no because they were just silly, just silly boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just, yeah, I feel it meant it needed a mention. So there you go. Soccer AM is what I'm ending on. Really, really liked the way you said score a goal. I don't know why, <laughs> just the way you said it was like half dismissive, half kind of, is this the right word? <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I did say, what did I call them? Um, football parks or something. Football park. You <laughs> score the goals on the football parks. There you go. Anyway, um, I've there is some some what I believe some quality left on uh, the TV from 1995, and I think I've only got one inappropriate person on it as well, so that's good. Earthworm Jim. Oh, is in like the um, the animated series? Yeah. Now I completely forgotten about this, and when I'm scrolling through, it comes. I'm like, that rings a bell. And I remember it more from the game because originally yeah. it was a game and they made it into that TV series. But I remember watching it and quite enjoying it and that was fun. And it's all available on YouTube. So I have <laughs> noted down to go and watch some Earthworm Jim. Well, just pop, can't cook, won't cook in. <laughs> <laughs> can't cook, won't cook. Earthworm Jim. Promote the bill. I've written down as well. And what was the other one? I can't read that, so we're all right. Also, uh, Next of Kin. Do you remember Next of Kin? No, I don't. What was the, I'm going to say? What was that about? I don't mean that as a stupid question. Right? Was it a comedy or what? It, it was attempting to be a comedy. It had funny moments. It was I can't remember her name. Oh, I want to say Felicity Kendall, but I don't think it was. Two old grandparents. Their estranged son had died, and they adopted their three grand. Not adopted, but took on oh their three God. grandchildren. And it was the the comedy about the relationship between them. Looking back now, probably not very funny, but at the time I did really enjoy it. And there's one line that still sticks to me. I knew Stevens to my mum all the time after that. Uh, when one of them said, um, like they left the tea and, and the, the grandma says, there's the starving children in Ethiopia that, you know, that would love to have that. And she went, name one. <laughs> and I used that to my mum for years after <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, it's worth a mention because I enjoyed it at the time. Yeah. Uh, also, Star Trek Voyager. So I'm surprised you missed this one. Um, started in 1995. Now, this is the Star Trek I've never watched. Uh, I Ooh. saw Deep Space Nine, so I, I need to go back and revisit this. So I can't actually, I don't know you, I put shows on that I haven't watched, <laughs> but I can't, I'm not going to talk about it. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to try and pretend. I don't try and pretend. <laughs> you argued with me about who was in Rocky. <laughs> Well, just uh, that plot line still makes no sense to me. Seems too silly. We also have, uh, and this is, I don't know if it's inappropriate because Uh-oh. I don't know what happened to him. I think we're okay. It's my mm. kind of people with Michael Barrymore. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think it's worth mentioning because he was just sort of king of light entertainment, but I will put him in the problematic category of people. Why? Was he ever charged? Was it did it was it official? I think it's in like when I watched the Channel 4 documentary, it's kind of in the realms of lack of evidence is what's stopping that from happen. So it's it's really grey area, sort of dodgy territory. Okay, we won't we won't discuss that too much then. Really trying to think of a segue to one of the next ones, but I can't without being tooed. Um, so I'm going to mention Band of Gold, which started in 1995. <laughs> you see why I didn't do the segue? Which 
I really enjoyed. Probably shouldn't have been watching, but really enjoyed. And what was it? I can't remember it at all. Uh, prostitutes. Uh, what do I call them that now? It's sex workers. Traffickers. I don't know what the word is. I'm sorry. I'm not great with lingo. Anyone that's offended, I apologise. Um, but yeah, they, they would sell themselves for sex and earn money from it. All right. Okay. Yeah, stop me talking because I'm not. I have, the problem is I have to carry on talking because you do your silent laugh. And if I don't talk, then there's just dead air. And when I carry on talking, you've heard what happens. So from one type of game to another, we're now moving on to another, the other sitcom, Situation Comedy from 1995, which was Game On. Yeah, I know. I never watched Game On. Watch um, and it. I know, yeah, loads of people love it. It, it I've uh, started putting it on again recently because, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not the most epic of comedies all time, but it, it's one that, like, there's there's one massive... So the main guy in it, if not the main guy, but one of the main guys is, uh, is clearly sexist, misogynist, is a bit of a bully, he's, he's got some, some issues, should we say. But the joke... Uh, you've said this before, the joke always ends up on mm. him. So it, it, it works out as being really funny, and I think it still stands up. Uh, yeah, I've started watching it again, and it's not something you'll sit there laughing your head off at, but it's something you can have on in the background. It's, mm. I would advise giving that a watch. Uh, cool. I'm not going to suggest it as a spe special because it's not that good, but I'm mightily pleased that I managed to get the segue from one game to another. Yeah, That's the highlight of this show. Of bollocks is it what about my my musical list my musical rendition that well we'll just have our own personal highlights sorry i didn't mean to swear at you then just feel very passionate and then the greatest tv <laughs> program of 1995 which genuinely i thought was fantastic and i was surprised it was 1995 and i did check because i've got better at going that don't sound yeah. right i'm gonna go and check that but apparently it was was the private life of plants with david Attenborough. Oh well, yeah, I do. I remember watching that. That was epic. It was yeah. so good. I mean, it's done loads of that. That was the first one for me that was like brilliant. Like you said, mm. epic. It was the first one that just stood out as like a, a and it's not wildlife, but that sort of documentary. And he's done one since, like um, you know, the the ocean one he did and the mm. Africa one. But this was the first one that was like, wow, this is this is pretty special. Yeah, that that's a really good. I, I like the fact that you've added that in. That's really cool. I remember what I think that was Sunday evening that used to go out. 1990, 1991, 1992, 1993, 1994. <laughs> and it's taken 1995 <laughs> until you said, I like that you've added that one in. Awesome. <laughs> Halfway. Halfway yeah. through. That's pretty good. I'm just in an amazing mood. <laughs> so you're giving me a private life of plants. <laughs> it's a great. I got I had that on um, the DVD. It must have been VHS. I don't know. DVDs in nineteen ninety five. No, I must have only for the only for like the super duper rich. I always remember Chris oh, no. Evans getting a DVD player when he was on the radio when he was on Radio One. So that's more like ninety seven. I must have got it later on because it mm. yeah. But no, that was brilliant. All right, well that that was TV. I I wasn't overly impressed with TV. I think that I got like eleven or twelve and narrowed it down to ten, and there wasn't much brilliance in there. But I did really like Game On. Uh, I did, and still in terms of today, I like Game On. Uh, I need to go back and watch Voyager. We'll do a special on Voyager, maybe not. Uh, the Private Life of Plants, and then there were some others that I liked at the time, but not so much now. But mm -hmm. I, I clearly had more 
more time for the TV than you did. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's just mm, I, I was amazed. TFI is not in there yet. I but it must sort of emerge next year, ninety six, ninety seven time. Yeah, because I think if I remember rightly, we'll, don't forget your toothbrush was ninety four. Mm-hmm. And then the, I think there were two seasons of that, and then that came yeah. out. So they want a lot of "Don't Forget Your Toothbrush." No, so that probably sounds about right. And I think I'm even getting them the right way around this time. Yeah, well done, super proud. I, I appreciate that. That took effort and yeah. actual thought process on my part. Anything but else on TV? Nothing on TV. Do you want my three events that I noted down for '95? I would like your three events that you noted down for 1995. Okay, so it's the launch of Windows 95 and that kind of infamous, there's that infamous shot of Mr. Microsoft man on stage and it looking like the most cringy party in the world ever, but it's like, that's quite a big moment in kind of computers, but not quite as important as this, which is the PlayStation was um, released in 1995 as well. And I noted three games. I remember I remember my brother got it near enough day one and Wipeout was about the only game you could play. One of the hardest racing games ever. Those bouncy, floaty, whatever it was they were, never quite figured it out, but so fast, so Japanese. I think that was that thing that that was my first experience of like a Japanese game. Soon after that was Destruction Derby, which is one of the funnest games to possibly play. And one of my favourite games that I am awesome at, and I will always play it if it's in an arcade, is Time Crisis. I got to a point, because I grew up in the seaside resort, so I got to play Time Crisis quite a lot. I was almost like one arm behind my back with the gun good at that game i love it so there's that uh, any any notes on playstation before i go to the third and final event because it goes off on a different tangent to gaming no because i never had a playstation until i got to um playstation 4 that's when i got a playstation so i never played any of them i think at the time it would have been an n64 that i would have had yeah because um, yeah, i can remember all my friends had PlayStations and I was the only one with N64. And I think this is right because then the only thing I could think to argue back was the cartridges load up quicker than the discs. And that was the only comeback I ever had from. Oh, uh, yeah. But then you would have like had that sweet moment when Goldeneye came out. Yeah. Uh, which, oddly enough, may feature um, <laughs> in, in, in the next category. No. Um so what, what was the other uh, significant events from, from 1995? The O.J. Simpson trial. Why did you do that with your eyebrows before you said that? I mean, you couldn't see that, obviously, listeners. But eyebrows was like, was, was as if, oh, is it on your list? Is that what it is? Because we've not had a list edition yet today. Oh, well, anybody mentioned from Britpop, both the men and the women are all on there. I think you've mentioned them all already. For yeah, that, yeah. So that's fine. That's all the additions needed for the list today. No, he's not on my list. Um, I raised my eyebrows because it was like almost a sensational thing um, that happened, and I wanted to see if it brought you down because it was basically essentially a murder trial. No, um, I knew very little about that from the time. I remember it being on the. I remember the trial being televised and kind of understanding that that was on the TV and it was a thing. And I remember it being a big thing that he got off. Spoiler alert. And I didn't know anything about it until they did the um, 
the series a couple of years ago, Cuba Gooding Jr. And I didn't know about all that car chase within sort of driving through Hollywood and, and LA and stuff like that. So I found it fascinating. I'm now a true crime sort of junkie. So like it's quite interesting to me now. While we're discussing true crime, I know we're not discussing it. While we, we've mentioned true crime, what is your favourite true crime podcast? Give a shout uh, out to your favourite true crime podcast. It's the thing that got me into podcasting um, and listening to podcasts, Scobby Serial. I listen to it at least once a year, if not twice a year, because I am obsessed with finding the thing that proves Adnan is innocent. Adnan? Yeah. I don't know that one. So Adnan Saeed, the focus of Serial, the Serial podcast. Oh, I've not listened to the Serial podcast, so I will note that down, because my favourite one was Case File. Uh-huh. Which was one of the sort of first podcast lists to regularly, largely just because I like the guy's accent. Right. You know, I yeah. could just listen to him talk all day. What accent's um, he got? Australian. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm glad you said that what the accent was yeah. in the accent you were doing. <laughs> that helped. <laughs> no, I do a brilliant Australian. G'day. Struth. Strike me around. Yeah, you've got to go to um, Alf Roberts. That's where I was Oh, you're Greg Galah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, Case File was my favourite. And while we're speaking of other podcasts, uh, I am. This, there's no segue I'm doing here, so I'm going to go straight into it. Make sure that you check out our Facebook group for this podcast, Decapod. Uh, if you're listening and you're not already in the group, head over to uh, Facebook and search for Decapod or use the links in the show notes where you can find it there. And you can also find us on places like Twitter and Instagram and possibly even TikTok, where eventually we will start posting stuff on there as well. But for now, it's all <laughs> in that group where you'll find polls and pictures and you can interact with us. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You get to interact with us. For free. For free. Absolute free. Should we charge? <laughs> well. <laughs> Should we start charging for the group? you got to pay a pound to talk to us. <laughs> That's the poll for this week, right? When this episode goes out, would you pay a pound for a conversation with me or Emma? And who would you pay the most for a conversation No, don't go down that route because both of us have got very fragile egos and you'll get upset when you lose. No, my ego, honestly, I've given up on it. I've lost every single poll so far we've done. I've lost them both. I've lost every single poll we've had. Yes, but... And by the time this comes out, I've lost two more. But you didn't start that Robin Hood one with the right spirit in mind, so I don't think you deserve to win the Robin Hood it's one. It's bestiality. No, and you I do not dre- fancy the bunny from the Cadbury's advert. That's weird <laughs> as well. I just want the chocolate from it. And I'm vegan, <laughs> so that's awkward as well. There's no, this is a lose-lose situation for me. <laughs> it's very problematic right before we get into any trouble with the group should we do like can i do a little hi to our, who, our current favorite fan <laughs> can we say hi peter g oh i thought we could do a thing where we'd both say it at the same time and i'd oh. say the wrong name as a joke oh. but yeah hi peter g love you films now i now this is by controversy i I've only got seven films on my list and I struggled to get seven. Now, it'd be interesting, actually, because you didn't. And I'm just wondering. I mean, there's one on my list that I was only on there. 
because someone mentioned it in the group and I was like how did that not come up when I was looking the other day so I might have been my search might have gone a bit awry and I've missed some absolute belters but we'll see so do you want me to just reel out my seven and then you can kind of have space yeah you can do we'll take the same approach we did in 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 the music if you say one that I've done I will holler but I cannot understand how you've (laughs) only got seven I cannot fathom I'm looking at this and I cannot work out which one you've gone that doesn't deserve to be on there or or that doesn't (laughs) and I I think some of the ones that are on here are going to make you angry (laughs) do you do that on purpose no is it like just a lucky pleasure for you I mean, to be fair, on mine, there is a couple of ones that are guilty pleasures. Mm -hmm. They're ones that I know are popular to the masses, but the ones that I love. And we've already attested that I, you know, if you if you took my taste and applied it to the general (laughs) populace, I (laughs) tend to come out separately. We've established this. Um, but no, no, fire away with your oh. Magnificent Seven. My Magnificent Seven, right. So a couple of sequels. So um, there's Father of the Bride 2. <laughs> oh, it's not on there. Why would... Is that your joke one? No. Oh, okay. It's, far, so it's basically Father of the Bride 1, but babies. And it works. And I love it. I just love it. It's it's soppy. I do love Steve Martin. Yeah. I like the fact that Martin Short's in it as well. And I love them in... I've said this before. So, But it is basically Father of the Bride 1 but they've just picked them up and put them in a maternity ward. My other one is Grumpier Old Men. So I mentioned Grumpy Old Men last episode. This is, of course, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. And it's just as good as the as um, as Grumpy Old Men. It's just brilliant. They're just brilliant comic actors. And I'm just going to sort of implore anybody, go and check their stuff out. And like I said before, definitely check out The Odd Couple. That's where you start. Start there. Back in the 60s, awesome film. I've got Wallace and Gromit, Close Shave. I haven't got that one. It didn't come up on a search, but I would have had it. Oh, <laughs> I maybe I've had it. I don't know if I put it in my top 10, but they've been in my list. I've got Toy Story. Yes, cracking film. Yeah, brilliant. And it's um, the only thing that is notable about it in terms of not holding up to date is just how far animations come. So the animation looks really basic now, but it didn't when it came out. It looked amazing when it came out. Um, yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, it's, start, it's sort of like the start of Pixar becoming like the, the giants of animation that they are now. And I think um, that it, it was the start of something. Like you said, the start mm-hmm. of Pixar, but not just that. It was the start of, I don't know, it's like you look at, at 94 and we spoke about Lion King and you, can, you, you contrast the... Like you said, the animation Lion King to Toy Story, and it's kicking off that, sparking off that new wave of animation. But also, I think the the way they were telling these kids' stories, that they have the adult jokes in as mm-hmm. well, in that you can sit there as an adult and you will appreciate a completely different way to a child, but get just as much enjoyment from it. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that's that's really true. And I've got a fact about Toy Story that I think you will like if you don't already know it. So, Sid, the bad kid, do you know what is notable about the carpet in his house? No. It is the same pattern as the carpet from The Shining. Ah. 
And that, I think that's an amazing little reference that they put in there. So yeah, check that out. I will. I will watch Toy Story specifically. Mm-hmm. For Sid's carpet. Yep. I've also got seven. Yes, horror thriller. There's a severed man's head. Oh, if you haven't seen seven, turn off now. There's a <laughs> severed man's head in a box at the end. Doesn't make it horror. It's we horror. don't. But no, 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 no. The the audience doesn't see it. It's not a man over. <laughs> severed woman's side. head. It's not a man. Don't matter. You you look at that. It's horror. You've got the the. You don't see scare. her head though. You've, you don't. don't you see don't need head. to. You don't need to see all the stuff in horror. You don't need to. Horror isn't about in your face. Look at this gore. Some horror is, is like that. But you get the, the the jump scare where the man's not dead and he moves and then you shit your pants and because he's moved. No, it's a thriller. But it's a very good one. And I, I would agree with you that it's brilliant. Well, and it's the thing that's interesting. Oh, it's got another bloody problematic person in it, though, hasn't it? But what I liked about that is... <laughs> That was amazing. That was amazing to see you process going through the people in the film. Like, who's problematic in that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no that, that's a novel film gone. I know. It's that. He's very depressing, that problematic person, because amazing actor. And he's just like, yeah. But what I liked about that was, I guess he was, maybe he just wasn't famous to me and I didn't know him. But it made me really surprised when it's the reveal of who the killer is, because it's almost almost like an extra like but i i don't know whether other people watching it maybe it was more obvious because they knew who he was i don't know how famous he was by 95 i don't know because I, I wouldn't have but like i say i wouldn't have particularly recognized him but he'd been in he'd been in film i think mm. it was in the, the tarantino film wasn't it was it tarantino i don't, I don't know. know i want to say usual suspects it's not yeah that, is it? yeah is it is it? Oh, there yeah you go. i love that film that, oh, that's 90s as well, isn't it? Yay. That might have been 95. No. If that's 95, I'll be gutted. If I've missed that, then I'm, then I'm not happy. So, yes, but I definitely didn't watch Seven when it came out. That was definitely, like, when I was 18, that was probably when I was watching that. Well, like 17, 18, I would have watched that. And I got Batman Forever. Have you not got Batman Forever? crossed it off my list, and I wrote oh. down... Uh, joke next to it, assuming that's the one that was going to be our joke reference uh, because no, it's, it's crap. Not. It's not great, but I have to have it on there because it's got Jim Carrey in it. Why do you have to have it on there? Because he's got really you. good as Riddler. So when we get to Cable Guy, you're going to have that in there because it's got Jim Carrey in it. We've already, well, we've already passed the year for Cable Guy, so we're good. Oh, okay. I think he's really good in that. I, I liked him as the Riddler. I like Jim Carrey. I just don't like Batman Forever. It's not a great film. It's not a good Batman. Val is not up to scratch. When you've had two Keatons, you know, it, it's a lot to overcome. I get that. Nicole Kidman's quite good as the bit of skirt. And he's better than Clooney, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So that is not going to be on my list. I will probably include that in my list purely <laughs> to ridicule it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll look forward to that because that's either next year or the year after. So the one film I haven't mentioned, which is one of my all-time favourite films, but not because it is a good film. It is Nick of Time. It is a Johnny Depp film and it's Christopher Walken and it is atrocious, but it is brilliant. And Christopher Walken is one of the most over-the-top 
baddies in a film that I've ever seen. And it's just basically, I can't even remember what the premise is of why, but basically Johnny Depp is racing against time to do something for Christopher Walken. I think Christopher Walken maybe even has his child sort of like held captive unless he does this thing. And the film is just Johnny Depp going through like a like these really public places, <laughs> trying to sort of find a way to tell police or something to get help. But every time he gets close to it, Christopher Walken just appears and sort of like death stares him and points at him and like goes, No, no, no. I'm always watching. I know where you are. It's oh my god, it's such a good, it's such a good bad film. I will add it to my list. Nick, Nick of Time. Nick of Time. <laughs> Even the name. Add it to my to watch list. Do. Uh, yeah, and that was it for films for me. And I'm really scared of the films you found that I didn't find, but let's let's hear them. Well, I'm going to start with a film that's not on my list, but I'm going to mention it anyway. It's called Ghost in the Shell, which uh-huh. I think was Japanese anime. I watched it at the time, and I cannot remember it at all, but I can remember loving it. Maybe not at the time, but you know, I've watched it. I got it on Amazon Prime the other day. I'm going to watch it again because I can remember loving this film. I started watching it. I got distracted. I got 10 minutes in. And I still can't remember what happened to the rest of the film. So I'm just giving it a, a subtle shout out. Um, I am going to get back to that one. Either way. Is that people in robots? Yeah. Yeah. Or robots okay. in people. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. So I am going to kick off this one with probably doesn't stand up so well today, but a, like a, a horror slash sci-fi that I really, really enjoyed at the time, and that was Species. i never seen it. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> she's a lizard thing no. and kills people, no. yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Good film. Um, I might watch it again, see if it does still stand up. Uh, I'm also going to then go on to one. This was genuinely one of my favourite films for ages. I had this on VHS for years, and I'll probably watch it once a week. And it's not that good a film, but I loved it. This is one of my, like you said, we Nick of Time. This is one of my films, right? Mortal Kombat, the 1995 oh. version. But just remind me who was in it. I ain't got a clue. Oh, wasn't there one famous in it? I don't think so. I mean, they probably notable but it was not wasn't like it wasn't like when street fighter when they had john claude van damme and kylie and stuff in it uh so did you used to play the game as well yeah well kind of i think i used to play my mate's house never read it myself what co- what character were you um what's his name that man with a hat <laughs> raiden yeah that'll do you could zap people yeah i liked kano with that massive punch and i always remember down down right that's how you did kano's special move down down right I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, I think Raiden's was like up, down, up, down, up, down. This Sorry. one's <laughs> this one confused me a little bit. Uh, and I wanted to go forward to 1996 to check, but I didn't want to go and see what was in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, because Bad Boys apparently came out in 1995, but it wasn't in the top 10 highest grossing films in the year. So while I'm thinking of it now, I just wonder if it was released late in the year, so it didn't take I, that much money possibly released like christmas because i i had that problem with some of the films last in the last year so i wonder if it came out maybe boxing day and that's why maybe but bad boys was a, a cracking film really good action yeah film. yeah i agree and it had your man in will smith as well yeah uh we also have Braveheart, which came oh, out in 1995 i fucking hate this film I 
So the it, oh, and he's problematic. <laughs> oh, that's his new catchphrase. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was thinking, there's the merch. <laughs> yeah, it's problematic. Oh dear, why do you hate Braveheart? It's um, it's um, it's it's historically incorrect. So it, it but it 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 tries to suggest it isn't. It tries to sort. Of, it, it's almost like it's trying to say. These cameras were here at the time. If <laughs> this is documentary, and it's him going for his Oscar, isn't it? I hate, I hate any film where the actor is blatantly saying, "This is my Oscar film. This is this is the one that gets me my best actor Oscar," and it's too in your face for that. I understand that bit. I don't get the documentary vibe. I just enjoy the film. I mean, Mel Gibson's accent's not brilliant, but I like the film. Mm. Leave it there. Okay. Or mentioned him, and we've been avoiding mentioning the problematic people. Don't matter. <laughs> no, don't, I don't feel like we've been that cryptic. <laughs> no, so I, I wouldn't feel too bad about mentioning the name. No, I'm just disappointed because I've done really well this episode. Yeah. Not to mention any of the people. I nearly yeah. said, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jumanji was 1995. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through, and. It probably would have been on my list, but you get really snippy with me <laughs> if I've not seen it. So um, well, I don't think I'd object if you'd seen some of it. Uh, <laughs> if you could give an opinion. I, it's more, and I'm, I've made this reference already, it's more when you argue about me with something that goes on in the film when you haven't seen the film. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think it's annoyed me more that Jumanji's made your list, but Aladdin didn't. Yeah, but Aladdin wasn't in 1995. Yeah, I know, but... Aladdin probably would have made this list, because I don't think this list was as good as the year whatever Aladdin no, was on. I no, thought that okay. was a really good year. Fair That's enough. where Aladdin's been unlucky. Yeah. Sometimes you can be a really good film in a <laughs> really good year, or you can be a shit film in a shit year and still make a top ten. Yeah. Speaking of shit films, Waterworld <laughs> is a shit film that I adore. I love it. I haven't watched it for a while. I got it out to watch the other day and then someone come up. But uh, I, I really, really like Waterworld. Um, and no one else does. Uh, although, who was it in the group that said they liked it? In the Facebook? Michael Griffiths, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. He's, um, got, would... he's got very good tasted films. Well, at least it's broken the Kevin Costner curse. Um, so I'm happy about that. But yeah, I'm on the side that I hate it. But when I went to Universal Studios, and I don't know whether if, I don't know if we've been to different Universal Studios, but they have a Waterworld sort of thing you could go to. I can't remember. So they did at ours, and we only went about eight years ago. And they had this, and I was like, "What? Why the hell have they got a thing for one of the worst films of all time?" And we begrudgingly went. And it was the most amazing show I've ever been to see in my life. And I was like, I want to watch it again. This is the best thing ever. But I still don't like the film. I think when we went to Universal, I don't think we were there that long. I think that's when the, uh, the steps on decided to, to not have his best of days. So I think we missed oh, a lot of it. I remember going to Transformers and then we were a Terminator <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, we didn't stay as long there, I don't think. So that might be why. But yeah, um, so what a world. And we come to our final two, and um, what an epic duo we're ending on. And I'm going to say Die Hard with a Vengeance. 
Uh-huh. Which was a third installment of Die Hard films. Do you wish to disagree with anything that occurred in any of the Die Hard films? <laughs> no, I still think they're wank, but <laughs> how how can you think they're wank? You haven't seen them. This is my point. <laughs> this is the point I'm making. You cannot say the crap unless you've seen it. I will accept opinions, but I can't accept an opinion about a film you haven't seen. It's look wanky. No, and I don't <laughs> think there's anyone that's problematic in it. I could be wrong. I don't think there is, right? But from the Die Hard films, it literally it's one. Of, it's a series that that drops in quality throughout. So you've got Die Hard. No, it didn't start very high. <sighs> We've got Die Hard, which is one of the greatest films of all time, and would make it into anyone's top ten list that has seen Die Hard. Right, it just would. Right, then you get. I think it's Die Harder, Die Hard Two, oh, Die dear. Harder, something like yeah, um, which is really, really good, but not quite as good. Then you get Die Hard with a Vengeance, number three, which drops down a little bit. It's not the greatest film of all time, but it's still really good. If that film came out by itself as an sort of an individual film, it, it wouldn't be regarded as highly. But part of the trilogy works quite well. Then you come to the fourth one, which was all right. It was good to be able to see a Die Hard film in the cinema, and it blows up a helicopter with a car, which is always fun. Not give me that look. It's always fun, right? <laughs> then you come to the fifth one, which we don't discuss. We don't discuss I will, that. I don't want to discuss any of them. Well... <laughs> Then we come to what I would potentially consider the greatest film of 1995, uh, which is GoldenEye, the return of Bond with, uh, with a, a certain, someone who had met my list in Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I thought you were going to say the woman, because doesn't she strangle people with her thighs? Yes, I meant the woman that strangled people with her thighs. <laughs> that's, that's who would make my list, not Pierce Brosnan. Hi, wife. I think it's absolutely fine for both of them to be on your list. I don't think that's... To be fair, it's just Pierce Brosnan. Was yeah. Terry Hatcher in that? I think Terry Hatcher, she was in one of them. But uh, and that's uh, that's that's one of my favourite Bond films. And we've got so much Bond to cover. It's going to be so much fun as we go through these decades and hit Bond. GoldenEye was the, was the first one that I was able to see as... As like properly, you know, at the time, mm-hmm. everything else was was dated. For I me, mean, I probably watched someone who were young, like we, just a wee, a wee child. Um, but yeah, it was the first one as a grown up. So it all just special place in my heart. Uh, uh, there's that. Um, the greatest Bond film of all time is obviously Moonraker, but whatever. We'll come to that time when we get to seventies, eighties, whatever that was. But Goldeneye, such a good film, and um, the game, which was also. One of the greatest games of all time. Oh, I thought you meant the film, the game. Um, <laughs> I was about to go, oh, yeah. So I um, actually saw GoldenEye at the cinema. thought it was really boring. Oh, all I remember about going to the cinema was silly boys at the back throwing popcorn at me and my friend. And we ended up chatting to the boys and not watching the film. That will be Just why chatting, you didn't right? enjoy it, because you got distracted. Yeah. If you'd have been able to pay attention <laughs> to the film, you'd have come away with the same kind of pleasure and and warmth towards it that i have i didn't sorry well we can't win them all no we don't win most of them to be fair (laughs) but yeah i think we had about three of the same films on that list but i don't i I can't get how you only got seven films there there's some quality that year so Um, all right oh i haven't done my um my wrestling thing yeah you forgot to remind me 
Oh, silly so I know you get excited by this. Now, I've got good news and bad news around wrestling this year. The bad news is it's not the most exciting of years for wrestling. There's no great epic story to come out and tell you, like like Bret Hart winning the belt or anything like that. You know, it's just it, it wasn't the, the the best of years. However, and this is the good news, it's when WWE, formerly F, went from quarterly pay-per-views to monthly pay-per-views so they started doing in your house which i believe was like march April. no it must have been later than that but in your house was released every year so in your house number one came out and then it was released every every month that there wasn't a pay-per-view which means that going forward we've got loads of pay-per-views to talk about with wrestling we can like we can do a spin-off podcast on it yeah you can but you like talking <laughs> about stuff you didn't watch That's very true. But that, so, that's very, oh, good burn. Good burn. So, again, second to 1995 to, yeah. get, to get a praise for my insults. So, yeah, that's the restaurant. How was now? We know you stance on music. We can come back to music in a second. I think we've got the gist that you were quite enjoyed this year for, uh, for music. But in terms of TV and in terms of film, how would you rate 1995 as a year? No, not great. I honestly really struggled. And it's funny because I did, I feel like I did see like bad boys being on the list and things like that. And I do, I did enjoy that as a film, but I don't know. I just, I really struggled to get that list together. I think I was a bit more excited about the the TV stuff. I think there is still really good stuff and stuff like the Finn Blue Line. And I like, if that's the, the year father ted was created a oh, real quick side story about father ted my friend from school i'm gonna ask her permission if i can add a photo her dad looks insanely like father ted and it, we, he no longer has his original name so even now whenever we see him we're like ted ted um and he loves it he absolutely loves it so i'm gonna ask her permission if i could put i think she's in the group i'm gonna say can we put a picture of ted in the group and then i want to start like a nice little lookalikes thread going with that but yeah i i thought tv i thought there'd be some more exciting stuff in like i said tfi friday that must be coming sort of in the next couple of years but yeah when we talked about this before, then you were like, what is it about 95? Because you're always banging on about how good it is. I'm like, it's all about the music. And that's what this has proved to me. It was so exciting for music. I think I largely agree with you on the whole. I mean, I will just say, how sad is it going to be now if your friend says no to that? <laughs> so when this podcast comes out two weeks after we've recorded it, and then there's no Fred, there's no picture. Um, um, but- no, no. But what I'll do is I'll go to the source. I'll go to Ted because I'm friends with him on Facebook. So um- or just post an actual picture of Father Ted <laughs> and just say it's him. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I agree with you. What you're saying, uh, I I think it's interesting sometimes when you look at the, the, like the films, music, TV, whatever. And there might be a lot of good things, but there's nothing great. Mm. And I think that's how I view the films from this year. Like even with Die Hard of Vengeance, it's it's not a great film. I enjoy it. It's not a great film. Waterworld. I, I know it's not a great film to me, but I, I love the film. So it's a it's a guilty pleasure. I don't think there's anything on my film list. Uh, maybe Goldeneye, but again, even that I understand the campness and the cheesiness of it. But I don't think there's anything on my list where I go, yes, that is a definite 10 out of 10 film. I mean, the films that I crossed off, uh, Power Rangers film, 
which, you know, again, a good cheesy film. Judge Dredd, which yeah. is actually a decent film, except mm. for the fact that, you know, you don't have his hat on for most of the time, but you can understand when you've got a global megastar and Sly Stallone doing it, you don't want his face covered up. But still, the later film, Dredd, was brilliant, but that's like, 2016 or something but whatever um apollo 13 i had on there batman forever i crossed out and then the other one was showgirls i had on there for different uh, reasons so there was just a lot of good nothing great and the same with the tv there's a lot of good there i think the one great one for me would have been the private life of plants which mm. you know a little curveball thrown in there so i would agree with you but the music was Excellent. That's the one that I really, really struggled to, and I knew just gave up. I appreciate that, but <laughs> really struggled to get ten on. It was like, well, I can't take off Blur. I can't take off Oasis. Now, for me, it was slightly different because I'm very much cheese. So stuff like Robson and Jerome, I was genuinely disappointed to be taken off <laughs> because I, I, I love that. I wasn't the cool kid that that liked this stuff, and you know, so it, yeah. I, I think I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think the music scene around that time was phenomenal. Um, the TV and film was good. Yeah. Good summary. So if you were going to be recommending our listeners to... to uh, it always amuses me that I still use plural for listeners. <laughs> Not just listeners. Um, if you were going to be recommending to our listeners that they were to go and watch one film, I think you said it before, but what film would you recommend? Uh, nick of time please watch it and actually i'm starting to get interested if we want to do a watch long of one of like these good crap films i would love to do that and if anyone is up for watching nick of time in that space i'm more than happy to do that we'll do it um for me i'm going to suggest there's no film that stands out for me to suggest to go and watch as and to be able, in fact no screw it go and watch ghost in the shell the film that wasn't mm. in my list <laughs> go and watch that mm-hmm. because it's something a bit different it, it's not you know like i said there's a lot of stuff on there as much as i enjoy it it's quite bland yeah Ooh. So- <laughs> it felt like i had a spider on me then <laughs> i think also, he's all right sorry <laughs> also recommend watching arachnophobia <laughs> oh i hope it works because it's you know i'm jittery because it's spider season for the next few weeks and I don't well, you'd like... have your, ph- your can't say it, phobia card. Um, it's much better than it was. Hence, I'm still sat in the chair. I've rolled my sleeve down now. Jeez, Louise. Um, yeah, so I was feeling jittery about being in this room after seven o'clock. Oh. <laughs> so, oh god. Now, um, yeah. I must say that I am vegan. I'm a very good vegan. The one thing that I do that isn't vegan is spiders. Spider comes in my house, I beat the shit out of it with a chair. It's uh, like it gets destroyed. It's the one thing that I'm like, no, you do not come in my house if you're a spider. Someone once told me that there's a theory that spiders are aliens and that's why they're so repulsive to some people. That's really paranoid that there's one on the loose somewhere. But um, yeah, anyway, a little spider digression. Good luck with the alien in your home. Yeah. So... Uh, final thoughts on 1995. What, as in proper final thoughts, like bring the episode to a close, final thoughts? Or yeah, just... unless you've got anything to add before we wrap up. No, no. Guys, that was 1995. It was a, a fairly average year for films. So we had things such as Batman Forever. Bad, I was going to say bad guys then. Bad Boys, Nick of Time, the amazing thriller, 
seven, many problematic people um, amongst TV and film stars who hopefully we've got away with not really mentioning too complicitly. But, you know, it's the year that Father Ted came into our lives. It's the year that Hollyoaks and Jeremy Edwards was on screen for us to enjoy and Soccer AM just embedding that lad culture even further. But obviously, as you know, 1995, the year of Britpop. It was born this year. That's why it will always be the greatest year. And if we finish this podcast on 1995, sure, I'd be upset. But I'm so happy that we got this far. So 1995, I love you. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Just ringing every radio station and just and <laughs> when they say, you know, just say Decapod. <laughs> Decapod. <laughs> <laughs>